This is an audio sermon recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ in Alma, Arkansas. We are Christians seeking to worship God in spirit and in truth. We would love for you to worship with us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at 1808 Highway 71 North in Alma, Arkansas. I had to figure out this work. Anyway, good morning. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. So much so. God has been so good to us here in Alma with the love that we share, the unity, the common bonds we have. God has truly formed us into a part of his family, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. And the unity that we, we share here becomes, you know, even more apparent when other parts of our lives become more chaotic and divided, you know, like at work or school or around us, you know, in this nation and worldwide. Um, 2020's been an unusual year so far, you know. There's a lot going on, it seems like. And uh, I've noticed, and I think we all have, how divided people are becoming. It's the word polarizing seems to really come to mind when you think about the state of affairs right now, you know. There's a lot of polarization, a lot of division, almost like a chaffing of the wheat and, and a purification in some ways. Um, we've got some pretty divisive figures in the media these days. You know, you bring up names like Trump and AOC and, and Bernie Sanders and and uh, I can see some blood pressures rising already just from saying their names. You know, it's, there's a lot of polarizing um, in politics. And, and I don't mean to get your blood pressures up. But, you know, we've seen recent events divide families, uh, cause anger and disappointment and... Um, distrust, hate, depression, you know, the overall stress level, it seems like, and I see this in my patients at work, they're, the overall stress level just seems to be an anxiety, um, a little higher than normal these days with all of the the things going on, and it's, it's interesting to see how people react to it, you know? Everyone kind of has their mindset, their, their attitude when it comes to, to recent events. Uh, and during these times of division in the world, um, some people you see blasting their opinion as often and as loud as people will let them. And even more than people let them, you know, they just blast their opinion out there. Uh, and then some draw lines over every opinion to the point that they unfriend or cut ties with family and friends and they whittle it down. Anyone who disagrees with them, they shun them until they've got just a very small group of friends and family that they can associate with, sometimes down to no one. Uh, there's, there's different ways that people handle um, all of these issues that are going on. 
some try to remain on the fence, you know, um, try to please both sides. You know, we've got a lot of divisive issues that people get very passionate about these days, um, like face masks, okay? <laughs> some people are so staunchly against wearing a face mask that they get riled up when you tell them to wear a face mask. And then you've got the other side of the fence, you know, we were hiking out at Devil's Den, and there was a dude hiking in the wilderness with a face mask on. No one around. It was just like, you know, you've got two sides of, of all of these issues. And um, people have different ways of coping and, and dealing with these divisions. Um, so we've got those who try to remain on the fence and try to please both sides. You've got extremes you've got some people who just sit back and use humor and joke about all of it <laughs> you know um, make fun of everything and everyone and then you've got some who withdraw completely and uh, shut down when divisive issues are brought up you know you can be having a conversation with someone and as soon as something divisive comes up they just stop talking they don't want to go there you know is there a right approach to 2020 and all of these divisive uh, issues is, uh, and if there is um, what is it <clears throat> Jesus knew a thing or two about being divisive he was the most faithful man who ever walked the earth faithful when it comes to right and wrong and erring on the, not erring, he never erred, but he was black and white with, with sin and goodness. And yet he was the most like tender preacher out there. The love that he had for his fellow man was, he never failed to pity his fellow man. The sin in this world, uh, the very real pain and afflictions and sicknesses of the people that were right next to him, as well as the, the sin and affliction and, and um, hardships of the whole world weighed on Jesus in a very real way. Um, it caused him to be, as we can read in the scriptures, heavy in spirit. You know, um, it, it caused him to to separate himself for periods of time in the wilderness and and to pray to his father. Um, he shed very real tears over the sin in the world, the pain, the afflictions. And he shed tears because he realized the stakes that were at play, you know, the, <clears throat> he knew that he and we uh, was at war and we are at war. He knew that the real battle wasn't, you know, uh, which government was in power, which political party is finding favor or most right, which race of people is the most persecuted. He knew and very well still knows to this day that the real war is spiritual. Jesus 
hands down was and is the most divisive man that this world has ever seen, you know? And that's, it's funny to think about it that way, but um, in Matthew 12 and verse 30, the Son of God said to the Pharisees, um, after addressing them, he, he said, He that is not with me is against me. And there it is, like the most divisive statement uh, from the most divisive man <laughs> ever, right there. Matthew 12, verse 30. And people in, in the world, they, they don't take well to ultimatums, usually. Uh, it depreciates the, the sense of power that they have. You ever notice that? You know? Um, if you come up to me with an ultimatum, my sense of pride like sounds a little alarmed sometimes. Um, I tend to rebel against the whole idea of, of who are you <laughs> um, and what gives you the power to give me an ultimatum. And that's my sense of pride, you know, that's wrong. Um, but we know that Jesus, on the other hand, is completely justified in issuing ultimatums. Okay, he has the power. He is the son of God. He has that authority to back it up. And when, Je uh, when Jesus issues an ultimatum, it's real. <laughs> it stands for eternity. His authority is issued by God the Father who has all power and created all things. And when he says, you're either with me or against me, there's no middle ground. It's pretty black and white. There's uh, no room for doubt. It's crystal clear. Jesus was divisive. Um, when it comes to sin. Here's another divisive, uh, like a gem he left us. In Luke uh, 12, verse 49, it's it's um, without context, this verse uh, raises eyebrows. <laughs> um, it sounds like something that the Joker would say in Batman or somebody crazy, you know? He says, I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it was already burning. What? Jesus said that. But in verse 50, he says, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart. Three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son and son against father. Mother against daughter, daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against all these family members. Division. He came to divide. So can we remain neutral with God? Can we bow out of this whole spirituality thing and stay on the fence? No. We can hide our hearts uh, from each other or from anyone else, but not from God. 
Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. And He is the one to whom we are accountable. When Jesus says, He that is not with me is against me. It's very important for us to know what it means to be with Him. I mean, that's a, that's a black and white. It, and it means we're aligned with Him. You know, as Christians, we, we bear His name. He is our great and our perfect example. And if we're with Him, then it means that we're with Him in several ways. Uh, the, the conclusions of our minds. You know, our, our carnal minds um, can conclude very differently from Christ on just about every issue. Um, because His way is not the way of the world. It is very different. But once we are aligned with Christ and we become new spiritual creatures, our minds should align with Him on His views. Uh, on every subject, you know, the views that Jesus had on His Father. His views on sin, on holiness, on time and eternity and and of the soul and heaven and hell. We align ourselves, our thoughts, our views on these things with Christ. So are we like-minded with Christ? Do we share the same worldview? That's a term that's thrown around a lot. Do we... Do we share that worldview that Jesus had when we perceive the world around us? Are we with Christ on the affections of our soul? You know, what He loves, do we love? What He hates, do we hate? Do our hearts and our desires move directly compatible with His. Are we with Christ? Are we with Him in the pursuits of of life? You know, we think about how did He live and what did He live for? Do we have the same goals? Do we labor for the same pursuits that He did? The same realizations for the glory of God and for the good of our fellow man? He is our perfect example. And He did all. Everything He did was His Father's will and work. Are we with Christ in union and communion? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. It's a beautiful verse. If if you're with Christ, you're continually with Him, seeking Him, modeling after Him. And He is faithful. He says in Matthew 7, 8, He says, For everyone who asks, everyone 
who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. He is faithful. Are we with Christ in this epic, great spiritual war? You know? In resisting evil, overcoming the world, vanquishing the powers of darkness. Are we praying and laboring against these things? And then setting up and maintaining another kingdom, a spiritual one. Are we his soldiers, brothers and sisters, children? Are are we confessing the truth as he does? He says, everyone who is not with me is against me. And um, I'm not here to, to get us all down and depressed about the state of affairs in the world. <laughs> but we know all too well that there are those who are against Christ. You know, and it, we're either with him or against him. He said it himself. But there are those who are blatantly against Christ increasingly so it seems like as time passes I mean they're just almost just there's some that are like foaming at the mouth against Christ and just out in the open right now and and then there are those who are against him but they're not as forthright or as open about it there are those who are kind of half-hearted. They have some love, some desire, some, some regard and some esteem for Christ. Uh, but they're not as open about it. You know, they follow Christ at a distance. They're kind of midway between Christ and the world. And then there's those who are constantly like hindered in um, carrying out their convictions hindered by business or family or worldly affairs, uh, the fear of persecution, um, who think that a secret attachment to Christ is sufficient, you know, like Nicodemus. Um, But we know Matthew 7, 21, it says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter, it says. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in in your name, we cast out demons and performed many miracles, but I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. You know, in these times uh, today, uh, it feels like the burners are getting kind of turned up in society. Things are getting a little hotter. Um, there's just a lot going on in the in the media, of course. And it's easy to forget that the contentions, the tumultuousness of um, the conflict that, that's raging on right now, uh, it's nothing new. <clears throat> it's nothing new. God has seen way worse than this. And... Um, Romans 14 deals with uh, one division or conflict regarding you know what food is appropriate to eat 
but it applies to other divisions as well. So I wanted to read that. Romans 14, verse 17. He says, Therefore the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. It's almost like a paradox. You know, you think about Jesus as being the most divisive man ever to walk the earth. But he's also the most unifying. You know, he's both. If you're on his side, there is no unity greater than being on the right side of Jesus. Second <clears throat> Peter 1, just want to read a few verses there, um, kind of as a last reading. Um, Second Peter 1, and I'm reading NLT just because it's uh, easier to understand sometimes. Um, he says, Second Peter 1, this letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to you who share the same precious faith that we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. And may God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Verse 3, it says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control, patient endurance, godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. And finally, verse 10, it says, So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. You know, in the King James it says, uh, I forget the exact verb, but in this verse it says something about Make your callings, make your calling and election sure. Work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Make that calling and election sure. Jesus made it black and white. If you're either, uh, well, if you're not with me, you're against me. How sure are we, you know? How sure? And how are we following after his example to make sure we are with 
Him in all areas. Make your election sure. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that the the turmoil, the divisiveness around us has uh, become an opportunity for us to draw tighter in our unity. I feel like that's happening right now, you know? Uh, our unity with Christ and with each other. And with every uh, persecution, tribulation, comes an opportunity to praise God, to glorify Him, to allow Him to mold us, to be a light to those around us who are really looking for some light right now. True peace and true unity is only found in one place, and that's with Jesus. So let us be with Him in all things. Uh, let us let our hearts be His heart, and and our hands be His hands, and our thoughts be His thoughts, His actions, our actions. Let's not place any confidence in anything else, whether it's the government, the CDC, the WHO, Trump, anyone else, um, any person on this earth, past or present. Let us not place our confidence in anything other than Jesus. There's a lot of... um, Areas where being for or against doesn't really matter. You know, chocolate versus vanilla. (laughs) Honda versus Toyota. I mean, whatever. Who cares? But when it comes to spiritual matters and Jesus, let us make our callings and elections sure. Let us make sure that we are with Him 100% in all areas. Um... Just some thoughts I've been having lately with what's going on in the world. Um, If you're not sure which side you're on, um, you have to decide. You have to. I mean, there's, there's no middle ground. You're either with him or against him. He said it himself. There's no middle heaven. There's no, um, middle hell. (laughs) There's no middle way. There's no neutrality. There's no right in the fence on this one. It's either with him or not. And if, if you're not sure what side you're on, it's time to decide. To decide now and don't look back. Jesus loves us more than we'll ever know or be able to comprehend with these brains. Um, we have an invitation song. And it's uh, an invitation to make your callings and elections sure if they're not already. The path to Him is wide open. And um, we've already read that if we knock, He'll open the door for us. Uh, We invite you at this time during this song to come forward and and make your callings and elections sure. So if you have any doubt or you want to decide for the first time, come forward right now as we stand and sing.
We hope you have enjoyed this message recorded at Highway 71 Church of Christ. If you have questions concerning this message or would like to set up a study, please call 479-647-2658. May God bless you.